You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Zowzers. Okay. And <laughs> I'm thinking we just going to stick the with Zowzers. Back. Uh, stick with Zowzers. I think the, uh, the hey audience guys. loves it. Welcome uh, to <laughs> the After Laugh. Um, I'm here, as always, with Tommy Wakefield. I just got back from... 12 days in uh, Europe. An international tour. I was touring the world whenever it's kill. Um, and it's interesting because, have you performed internationally yet, Tommy? No. There's a weird thing that happens with international crowds. is If you do a joke that will get a laugh here, a big laugh, it will not get a laugh but an applause. It's like huh. this whole clapter phenomenon. Yeah. Like they appreciate what you did, but... It doesn't really make them laugh, maybe. I think more they're appreciating themselves for being bilingual. Like, oh, yeah, they're like, oh, oh I understood oh. that. And, and it annoys me. I don't like applause. I think applause breaks are stupid. So I just want people to like laugh and be shocked. I'd rather people walk out of the room <laughs> than give an applause break. <laughs> um, so there's a couple things I want to talk about. Yeah, I was in Oslo, London, Paris, Stockholm, Gothenburg, Amsterdam, Rotterdam. And it was basically just shows and then flying and then shows. Oh, there was Maz Jabrani, who if you don't know, you should know. He's amazing. He's awesome. Um, there's a couple things I want to share. One is I went to Rotterdam, and they have a tower. And they initially wouldn't let me in the tower. I said, why? They said, oh, because single men kill themselves off the tower. <laughs> they jump off the tower. Damn. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like we have to turn. Sing, if, if a single guy comes, we usually don't let them up the tower because they're going to jump. Wow. And I said, wow, the only time I've ever wanted want to jump was when I've been in a relationship. <laughs> and then they let me up. And then I thought about jumping. Um, but <laughs> That's a pretty good bit. This did you tell that in uh, the country? No, I didn't. Oh, I did. I did. I forget. Anyway, uh, and the, you know, the shows are good. There's like, it's like a lot of applause breaks. And I'm kind of like, shut up. Get mad. Be offended. And they just would clap. Um, so it was it was great. And Maz's audience, they're very Persian, very highfalutin, upper class. Mm. They have what it was called, yobs, jobs. Is that what it is? And I they, don't know. Um, I've never had one. Is it a liquid J? Anyway, so they uh, they're very nice and very polite. And I, you know, I did like a PG thirteen version of what I talked. Anyway, in Rotterdam, there is a statue of Santa Claus. Okay, holding a tree, mm-hmm. and it looks like he's holding a butt plug. So if you're listening, Google S- Santa Claus butt plug Rotterdam. Okay. I mean, and you'll see the picture of Santa Claus holding. It's supposed to be a treat. Looks exactly like a butt plug. So I'm with my mom mm-hmm. and dad the other day, and I'm showing the pictures of the tour. And I go, "Look at this! It looks like he's holding a butt plug." And my mom says, "What's well, a butt plug?" So I start laughing, and then I recorded this because I couldn't help myself. Ready? Yeah. All I can think is stop you from booing, right? What are you asking here? A butt plug is something if you're afraid you're going to fart or poop. A butt plug? A butt plug, isn't it? B-U-T-T plug? Yeah. Like a plug you put in a bath? You've never heard of a butt plug before. I hear it all the time, but I don't know what they're talking about. I hear it on... Sex in the City or something, not Sex in the City, some of those shows, they say, use a butt plug, and I don't know, is it stop you from farting? <laughs> I think Dave, it could be. Dave, I asked you what it was. You know what it is, because you're laughing. <laughs> that, uh, Why that, is that funny? 
Don't tell mom what it is. <laughs> tell mom what a butt plug it is. is. Jeez. Yeah, it's a butt. Yeah, it's a plug. Yeah, that's what it's called. I never understand what, <laughs> what the thing is. You don't know what it does either. No. What a butt plug does. No. Uh, Chop you from farting. No. <laughs> <laughs> or you poo on it. It's funny. Just tell me what it is. You never think to look up what a butt plug is? You know, hard is for me to look up anything. I usually get your dad. Some sexual connotation, but I just I don't understand it. (laughs) Yeah. Sexual, but. Uh, Yeah. You're being recorded. Mom, you know. Okay. So that's part one. Now, this is how cute my parents are. Mm-hmm. They're just very provincial. Never heard of a butt plug, but very sweet. Yeah, yeah. I just have to play this next part too. You put a butt plug in your butt, mom. Mom, there's a whole well, there's a whole community of people who oh, think no. that things should go in your rear end. Oh no, I, I'm not talking about people being gay. That's you know, what. Okay. They put the penis in the rear end. <laughs> but I Mom, do you think it. people put the penis in the rear end to stop farting? And they no, get- <laughs> no, I think that's because that's the way they want to have sex. But yeah. I don't understand the plug part. The, the, okay. Plugging it. Okay, so let's say you're a gay guy and you enjoy the penis going up there. Yeah. Right? But the penis is occupied doing other things. So you put a plug in there. The same. So you don't fart. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, that was the upshot of my European trip. Yeah, yeah. Is my mom no, that's not amazing. understanding what a butt plug is? Um, she sounds like a sweetheart. Well, my parent, my parents are the best. Everyone's so amazing. Every time people meet my parents, they're like, "What? How did you happen? <laughs> how did how did such an asshole like you come from these sweet people?" Um, <laughs> Anyway, so let's let's Tommy. We've been doing this for about how long now? Uh, it must be almost six months. Six months, and uh, what do you think of our journey so far, Tommy? What do you think? What, what, what's your opinion of me? Has it changed since we started? <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> I just got to know you a little bit better. You know what I mean? As uh-huh. you get to know anybody, you you develop a nuance, nuanced opinion, and uh, you know you get comfortable. Do you think I'm less of a meathead, maybe, than when you first thought? Oh, definitely. Mm. Uh, you know, See, that, I, that, that was how I, I got you to admit that you thought I was a meathead. <laughs> no, no, I didn't think. <laughs> I never thought you were a meathead. I just uh, thought you were a normal comedian. And then I learned all about you and your family and uh, jujitsu and all these stories and Broadway, Princeton. You know, what a, what a tale. What a truly what a what a biography. What a biography that means nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tommy, I'm glad. I, I feel like we're friends now. Definitely, I feel like that's been part of the journey. Um, and I think that people and people have been liking it. We've been getting more more people tuning in. We have interviewed uh, such a broad range of uh, comedians, actors, performers, yeah. scientists, filmmakers, and we're gonna have a lot. <laughs> well, we're gonna get that. Believe me, we're gonna have a lot more people. We got uh, Dan Loria coming up soon. We got some uh, reality. I think Judith Light's gonna come on. She told me all my old acting buddies from New mm, York. Um, that'd be good. So yeah, and also we'll take requests. If you have requests for people that you want to hear interviewed, 
you can email Tom at Tom at LaughFactory.com. Tom, you also had a girl hit on you, right? Online? From the podcast? From the podcast, right? I did have a girl hit on me. <laughs> What'd she say? She said, if we're ever within 500 miles of each other, you have my explicit consent to fuck me. <laughs> that sounds pretty, uh, that wasn't very subtle. I love it. That's She didn't that have to put a, a winky move. face emoji after that sentence. Um, I think that's great. <laughs> so, uh, listen, this is a long, we have a very, uh, part of the reason we're doing this long intro is r- right now we're going to do uh, Chinadu Anaka, who's a friend of mine. Great comic, great actor. It's a very short interview. It's our very first interview that yeah, we recorded. It was the first and one we ever did. I think we'd kind of lost it. And uh, I have no idea how it is. I just remember there was a lot of laughing. We also have um, Antoine uh, Young. Antoine Young. It was Ant- more casual. It was like the whole format of the show has changed since then. It was just going to be like 20, 30 minute interviews with just a list of comics coming off their set at the Lab Factory. And then we just started getting in other people and having longer talks. Yeah. Why did we change it? I think we changed it because I felt that the idea of the after laugh that someone does a show and comes off stage. Uh, I thought people would say, oh, my God, let me tell you about that set. This woman in the front row, she was talking the whole time, and then this right. happened. That, But I go, hey, how was that? People are like, it was good. Yeah, yeah. So I said, okay, where are you from? <laughs> and then, boom, right into the and where it is right now. <laughs> so this is it. This is probably about the halfway point of the first season. Let's just say that arbitrarily. And um, we have a lot more episodes coming up. I've been gone for a while. We're going to do a lot more of these intros with uh, me and Tommy. And uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube or SoundCloud <laughs> yeah, or wherever the hell you get your podcast. And give us five stars and leave a review if you want spiritual enlightenment. If you want to go to hell, that's up to you. Um, anything else, Tommy? No, I heard it's pretty fun down there in hell. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a uh, oh god i don't want to be too morbid but doug stanhope's line after the uh after brody passed everyone said hey you know uh, make god laugh <laughs> make god laugh brody and then doug stanhope tweeted yeah and if you're down there warm up the crowd for me <laughs> that's a pretty great that's line. a great line okay guys enjoy <laughs> uh this episode with chinadu anaka and antoine young bye-bye it's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh, <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hello, and welcome to the after laugh. That is the name of this podcast. And uh, I am in an undisclosed location right next to the laugh factory. I feel like I can't really say where it is because. And the off chance that people listen to this, I might get a stalker that I don't want, as opposed to a stalker I do want. Um, anyway, we're in a yard off the Laugh Factory, and the idea of the podcast is that after comics do their sets, they're going to come over, and they're going to talk to us. And we're going to capitalize on whatever that crazy energy is that comics have after their set, whether they're happy or sad or pissed off or suicidal, and we're going to talk about it. And I am here in the yard with uh, my co-host, Antoine Young. Yo, how's it going? So, as you can tell, Antoine Young and uh, me. Is it Antoine Young and me or Antoine and I? Yeah, we are, uh, I. We're different people from different uh, different backgrounds. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's part of the reason why I wanted Antoine to come along because uh, I'm a sort of a, a, I say my act, I'm half white, half trash. I'm, I'm a mini-ish, <laughs> redneck-ish from Virginia, but I also grew up <laughs> a professional breakdancer in urban schools. That's dope. And uh, so... Antoine, you know, we, we've worked together a bunch. I've always thought you were a hilarious comic. Um, I appreciate that. Tell me, uh, how did you get started? Because uh, the first time I saw you, I just remember going, oh, this guy's really mellow. I think it was like a late show at the Laugh Factory. 
and your energy was really mellow. I was like, this guy's gonna bomb. <laughs> Because that's like the shark tank when you go. It's like 1240. Yeah, it was real late. There's 20 late. people. Like you just Tim, followed. Everybody's ready to leave and Dane stuff. Dan Cook just did an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, this guy's going to eat a dick. And I then you the went up there thing, and, you, and you crushed. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And, and your energy was just very likable and your jokes are very solid. And I was like, oh, this is a guy. I like this guy. I want to get to know him. So, so I don't really know. I just know you started working at Laugh Factory. How long have you been working at the Laugh Factory? Laugh Factory now, two years. Okay, so yeah. what? Let's go back to the beginning. When okay. did you first get started, and what was your introduction into comedy? My first introduction into comedy, I was actually playing football. I was playing oh. college football, but Col- Division One? No, well, not at a JUCO. Okay, it's yeah, okay. It's like that's ah, whatever. That's exactly but I actually, was like one of the top defensive players, probably in the conference. The oh, thing, shit. what I did wrong was my grades were horrible <laughs> and I cheated. <laughs> you got caught? I got caught cheating, yeah. How did you get caught cheating? That's awesome. Because I had a friend who actually got into uh you know, it was another uh JUCO and he actually broke into the office, stole some transcripts. Oh, this is like hardcore cheating shit. Yeah, it was hardcore, yeah. So what he did, he was selling transcripts and saying like the classes because i only need like a few more classes this is like a transcript cartel is this transcript cartel oh man over 100 like wow. he was just making money off of selling for like 1500 500 a transcript because these are actually at a junior college at a junior college and he is actually like changing grades and made it seem like the people took those classes already so they can go on to like another university or whatnot or so they can get their degree yeah 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 so I was like, ah, I only had like a few more classes. I was like, man, I need to hurry up and get up out of here and go like D1 or whatnot. Yeah. So I had him. I bought some transcripts from him. What happened is actually on the news. You can look it up and everything. You really? Can yeah. You're on the news or just this whole No, ring? just the just whole little steam yeah. operation or whatever. It's on the news. <laughs> and what happened, they uh, cracked down because he was selling them to a lot of kids. So the administration was like, hold on, how are all these kids getting all these great, <laughs> awesome grades? Like, I know they're pretty smart, but they ain't that smart. They wouldn't even be here. So they found out where all the transcripts was coming from. And whoever had those transcripts from those schools all got zeroed out. So pretty much even the classes that I took legit, uh-huh. they just zeroed it out. So I pretty much like I never even went to the school. So you failed out but there was no record of you it's actually out. it's like no record because pretty much all the classes i passed and everything for the two years i was there they erased them all like i never even went to the school oh my god so, so i was like wow i was like so it was, and were you like you were a star football player yeah i was too. actually a star football player so i was like oh my god so i couldn't go to no d1 no nothing or whatever i had offers and everything yeah and i had i, I couldn't go you were so, like, I might as well tell some dick jokes. So I was like, I might as well. I was at home, depressed, because yeah. all comics start off depressed. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's, that's how you got to make it into comedy. So my aunt was like, hey, why don't you go do some open mics or whatever Your like that. Your aunt came up with the my idea? Aunt, because she's a fan of comedy. And oh, wow. I've always been a class clown. I always got in trouble. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, ah, oh. so I was like, ah, oh. we looked at the little classifiers or whatever, and the first, <laughs> the first place I ever did comedy at was at the Laugh Factory. The Tuesday, the Tuesday, really? six o'clock, I signed you up. Waited, I waited out there three hours. Yeah, so if you don't know, uh, Jamie Masada, the owner of Laugh Factory, he has a Tuesday night open mic. Yep. Where people, and I think really good comics have actually 
gotten into the Laugh Factory. I don't know if they got into that that way, but I know a lot of people have done that open mic and yeah. showcase and everything. A few comics probably could have got. And in there's that some way. people who are who, they wait in line. They they just yeah. got off the bus yeah. from Chicago. Oh but, my goodness! But they've been yeah. doing, they've been doing comedy and they're not bad. And then there are yeah. people who are like wearing a diaper, like shitting their pants. Oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna tell a joke on stage. <laughs> Exactly. And like, I was like one of the ones, like, it's my first time ever. I didn't know nothing about comedy. I thought, see, when I, my whole perspective on comedy at that time was you never say the same joke twice. Oh, wow. You don't, uh, you can, like, it's pretty much just clowning, bagging on people or whatever like that. And like, you just go up there and you just be funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't know it was a whole art and a skill to comedy. And meanwhile, the, Tuesday open mic, you have three minutes. Three minutes. Exactly. I thought that was a long time. That's too. not a lot of time to develop a banter. I thought it was forever. Because, you know, like in speech classes, <laughs> they give you three minutes to say your speech. So I thought like three minutes. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? <laughs> and so what did you do? So I, I wrote some few things down. And actually, a few of my family came out. They watched it. They actually was like, oh, okay. He's, he's, he's oh, not. so you told jokes that got laughs. I got a few laughs, right. yes. And then I thought I was going to be famous the next day. <laughs> That's cool. Were there agents at the open mic? Uh, probably, no, like, if you're talking about Japanese. No, there's agent an eight-year-old like man in a, in a princess dress <laughs> That's watching it. from Sakura yeah. who's going like, to the Yeah, only agents is foreign agents. That's probably the only agents that were there. <laughs> but... Yeah, so I called my sister. I was like, hey, I'm about to be famous. I'm about to be a great comedian because I got a few little chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> then reality struck in when I actually started actually really doing comedy. So then after that, did Jamie, did you keep going through that process? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Factory? I talked to Jamie or whatever. I did like a little showcase. Buddy, with- buddy listen, you, by the time you go on stage, you, you're likable. You're a nice guy. You're likable. But buddy, buddy, it's, it's buddy the, buddy. the thing is, here, I got to go. <laughs> Wait, what, Jamie? Yeah, so, and pretty much ever since then, I've been just grinding it out, trying to uh, do comedy as much as possible. And Where was your first home club? Like, where was the place where you feel like you got your teeth wet? That's not an expression, oh. but let's just say it is an expression. You honestly. Got, cut your teeth. Yeah, there it is. Honestly, yeah, because my teeth, yeah. Honestly, honestly, probably I'll say uh, the J-Spot. Okay. Because I, I, I'm born and raised in South Central. So You're that's about as legit. That's about as, as street cred as you can get. As yeah, a yeah. So it's like the J spot was like right up the street from my house. So yeah. I'm like, hey, club is kind of easy to get stage time. Might as well go there. And actually, it made me better because it wasn't like really conducive to comedy. Mm-hmm. But like comedy clubs like that, especially more of an urban yes. setting. So like they don't don't laugh at just anything. Yes. So now just because this will be listened to by people maybe in India or or someplace yeah, even Greece crazier like yeah, Wichita. Be, yeah, exactly. Uh, Compton is basically like, uh, and and I'm I mean I I don't really. Well, they should have seen the Compton. NWA movie. They should or know Boys in the Compton. Hood. Yeah, yeah, Com- yeah. yeah. So but some people yeah. you know that so Compton is basically yeah. like the last remaining sort of like. Ghetto, yeah. can I yeah. say? You can say ghetto. Yeah, it Has is. Has it been gentrified yet? No, not yet. Only Inglewood have so yeah, far. Yeah, Inglewood for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's it's like it's a legit. And so, urban comedy. I don't know why I feel I have to explain things to people because I hear podcasts. You, 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 have, you have you have to explain everything. Some people don't know anything. Your jokes the same thing. You gotta simplify everything. Yes. So, yeah, so. Uh, the J Spot is an urban club. Now, yeah, I do is. urban clubs too. You do great at urban clubs, too. but I also. 
I have a love. Oh, I have a love goodness. hate. I have a love hate relationship with Urban. Oh, okay. Urban Club. You just don't Urban like Club. all the black people at the Urban Club. No, they're my they're my <laughs> favorite part. <laughs> I love like the black people. Just I just club. sometimes you go to the Urban Club and they pay you in cash and it and it cash bounces. You know what I mean? <laughs> the cash don't. And you're like, what? We can't take this cash. Like, isn't this um, you on this dollar bill? Like, no, I mean yeah. it's so. So you came with. I I've never done so many people like, hey, come to my show, Jay's and I never went. Oh yeah, nah, you don't. Be- because mm-hmm. also there's there's also I don't know if I can say it, but there's also kind of like a like a doing a white minstrel show like I go up there it, and I'm it, the goofy it, fucking white yeah guy yeah yeah and a lot of guys and a lot of uh, I would say white guys or Caucasians whatever is politically correct yeah would use that <laughs> as something to uh, gain the like audience like they would go up there and like because they're like white like in our perception. White people can't dance at all. Yeah, yeah. So they'll go up there and do like a little dance Stupid move. Stupid move. And it's like, oh, he's yeah, one I of know, us. <laughs> then, then Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, my God. Then they'll say like a, a slang word that we normally use and, and they'll use it correctly. It's like, okay, he's a cool white dude. And everybody will gravitate to that white guy. So like sometimes it actually works yeah. in y'all favor. But yeah, I've I've I have I've been doing chocolate Sunday for I don't know, jeez. It's not chocolate. It's not even chocolate Sunday anymore. What is it? It's like uh, just a Sunday. (laughs) 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 Or you can call it a swirl Sunday. It's not like yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be the urban so-called urban night, but it's but it's actually super mixed. Yeah, it it is. It is very mixed. Yeah, it used to be actually really, really more urban, but now I think since it got way more popular and more people like come and stuff. Yeah. So now everybody like really pretty much uh attend that show yeah and i definitely used to go up there and start doing a little like faux pop and lock and then oh yeah that guy there was a big black lady in the front row i'd like motor butter and they were like oh hey, yeah yeah oh yeah that's a crazy one yeah or i'd like hump her face or something oh, like just yeah, stupid yeah. yeah and they would it, it would and it, it people going crazy, and then yeah. meanwhile, I have to tell jokes after that. <laughs> <laughs> but you already got the audience. Sometimes I was like, "Damn, I kind of wish I was white, so I can just kind of just do like a little white dance. I mean, a black dance, ah. and say a black word, and oh be like, oh, what do this mean, or something like that.' And I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to gravitate towards me.' So this is why I have a love hate relationship with ur- oh. urban crowds. Okay, uh, because I'll say this right now. I'll say it on the podcast. I was supposed yeah. to do Next Level, Kevin Hart's Next Level show, Comedy oh, Central. You, oh yeah, yeah. They, I was they booked do that in on Montreal. it. They paid me, and I never taped it. That's pretty dope. I never taped it. Yeah, but you got paid though. I mean, but but because we, I, I guess, <laughs> and that's still material you can use for something else. I or guess like, so. You got paid, but like, what, <laughs> it's crazy with me. With the same story kind of happened, but I didn't get paid. So was with the same uh, yeah, the same thing. I was supposed to do the next level thing uh-huh. or whatever, uh-huh. and the person that promised me the date or whatnot said like, "Oh yeah, we got you on. You're going to do it and stuff." And I was getting everything ready and stuff, and then that same person was like, "Oh, they're uh, got some other stuff. I don't know what's going on. I don't have no control over it." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of but odd, you hadn't but signed a contract. I didn't sign anything just yeah, yet, but I, I was promised." to do it though yeah so hey i was i was promised to do it by jamie and then and then pookie called me and pookie's like hey bill man you got you got a half hour and i'm like 
Is that a trick? What do you mean? Do I have a half hour? I've been doing it for almost fourteen years. <laughs> Kill like, me I don't if I don't. If I can borrow. Somebody, so I was basically somebody. like, I don't know what it would be. I mean, I don't know. I haven't. But they don't even it. do the next level. It's really almost twenty minutes. minutes. Yeah. So yeah. So I was like, what is what's the point? So he said, get prepared, and I was like, okay. And then I didn't hear anything. So like everything else, I go, okay, another offer. Another thing that's not going to happen. So I don't yeah. think about it. I just go around doing a lot of crystal meth and. and I clubs. mean, yes, yeah, obviously that. Um, no, okay. So, but I don't think about it. And then I get a, a call a month later from a woman going like, "Okay, so your fittings tomorrow at four o'clock." And I go, "What fitting for what? Yeah, for the next level." And I go, "What's the next level?" Because I didn't even know what the name of the show was. Yeah, it's Kevin Hart's thing. I'm like, "Is it? Is this a movie audition for?" <laughs> it's like, "No, it's a comedy show." I go, "Oh." fitting and they're like yeah Yeah. when am i doing this comedy show you're going to be the mascot so i'm finding out from the makeup super or wardrobe supervisor when my time and day i'm like wow how come no one's called me yeah so then like three four days pass i don't hear anything and then i get like the same phone call from four different people telling me what the detail so it's it's like a mess and they're like okay go down to um uh oh my god comedy union Oh and, yeah, and you'll have a half hour spot. So I'm like, okay, I, I just to work on stuff. This mm-hmm. is a month out. Yeah. yeah, just to work on stuff. So I go there like full Gerard Carmichael. I have like the, the memo pad. I'm just reading mm-hmm. off, and I'm, mm-hmm. by the way, the crowd is 100 percent black. Oh, which, okay. Which is which is which, fine. Which is okay with you. Which is yeah, fine. But I yeah. also need some white people to kind yeah, of like just in case if something go down. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you never know. I need a human shield sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You need somebody to call the police. Or whatever, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> but I like some of my jokes. Like they they won't work with a monolithically white crowd or a monolithically black crowd. There needs to yeah. be a good mix. Yeah. So um, which is code for hacky material. Anyway, yeah. so. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing with it. Anyway, I know I agree with that. So, stuff. and I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, some of the stuff when I'm doing it, and but it's definitely geared towards an urban crowd. Yeah, of course. And people are laughing, laughing, and then there's like the 20 minute mark where I'm still reading pages, and you can tell mm-hmm. they're getting a little bit antsy. Yeah. And then I did a close, or it didn't work. I go, hey guys, I'm just working on stuff. Thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. We get off stage. I don't hear. It. A week later, I get a phone call. Pookie, like, what the fuck did you do? I go, what? what? He goes, you went up there like. You didn't have an act. You just read from pages. Oh, I go, yeah. Pookie, I thought it was yeah. works. I was like, no, yeah. that was supposed to be your set. That was your audition. That was your, yeah. but I had already booked it and signed a contract. Yeah. And so you, I go, you, you just unbooked it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I go, so wait, was that an audition, Pookie? Because if, if I'm auditioning, that's not, I'm not going to go up and audition with like crumpled up napkins. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so they basically, I knew right then. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, done. you're not going. I'm yeah, not going to come yeah, back from that. Yeah, that's not. And that's pretty much what happened. So um, let's talk about good things. So anyway, let's talk about some great. Well, <laughs> I, we still haven't heard your story. So my story. I'm yeah. I'm white. I don't know if you can hear that in my voice. Yeah, I, I'm very I mean, self conscious about my voice. By the way, I feel like I have a I have a kind of high voice. So I was. So I want to kind of like do the, do this. Oh, uh, he want to do the uh, mellow sounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I talk about like yeah I grew up in Virginia. Oh Virginia, uh, what part? The racist part of Virginia called I Virginia. Get, exactly. <laughs> is anyone is this thing on? This so thing? um <laughs> no I grew up in uh, uh, Alexandria. So I went to T C Williams. Oh yeah, that movie. Remember, remember the, the Titans? Titans. Donnell oh, Rawlings yeah. went to T C Williams. Oh, that's nice. I always try to bond with Donnell over. It. I was like, yeah. hey Donnell, T C Williams. Like, yeah yeah whatever. Okay. Crack yeah. it, and he walks away. <laughs> um. But the funny thing about that is, and he'll like it was a very, 
like I another joke I have myself is like mm. my high school was seventy percent black and thirty percent terrified. <laughs> which funny. is sort of the stats aren't quite that. I think it's close to sixty. They're pretty accurate, right? Sixty, sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and it was, and it's crazy because that's one of the first schools that started the integrated. I mean, the integration or whatever. Like yeah. that. Like so, the way it happened is in Virginia they had only white schools and black schools, and mm-hmm. all through the sixties. Yeah, and then in nineteen seventy-one they. Built T.C. Williams. They built the school. Oh, that school was a brand new school that they built? They built it. No one had been in there. They built the oh, school, wow. and then they fed in all white Hammond and uh-huh. all black GW, See, like, go. Wow. So apparently in the 70s, it was just, like, knife fights, like, yeah. every day. And yeah, of course, all kinds shit. of, like, crazy stuff right there just to put everybody in just at one time. It's like, hey. Yeah, but that first uh, that first season, they went 14-0, and they won the state championship. Yeah, was you did you, like, so... What year was that when they won that championship? 19, the first year of the school was 71. Was when and that's the year that you were there? Motherfucker, I'm not that old. God damn it, Antoine. You know what? The Afterlife is now presented I, with uh, <laughs> Bill Dawes and, and I, next. Anyway. And whoever is that. No, um, no. so. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I thought you told me that you went. There and like, but maybe I'm off like a few years, like (laughs) (laughs) a few decades, maybe (laughs) a couple decades. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, no, seventy one is when it started, and and they had the all, and they won state championship. Oh, the crowd uh, and everybody came together. Yeah, and and I actually got interviewed for Sports Illustrated about that because I played on the football team. Wow. And when I played on the football team, um, the Mm nineties. (laughs) <laughs> they went. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was. Uh, what position did you play? I played. Um, He's thinking of something. Well, no. <laughs> what you call it? What you call the guy do... who's all the way out there on the outside and that's getting the stuff for everybody? <laughs> I called a left bench a bagu. <laughs> no, I was. I was the kicker, obviously, but of course, I was I also. Say, let's, let's go get there. I was also a wide receiver, but they didn't throw it to me, as Tom Dreesen says, because they said they couldn't see me in the daylight. Oh wow! That's a solid Tom Jason joke right there. Yeah, it is. Um, no, I I played like I was a, a receiver too, but I wasn't very good. Of course. And I was. I I guess I don't. I don't know. It was like like no black kids were kicking the football, so I was a kicker. Yeah, that's that's smart. Because there's no glamour and I don't know. It was just sort of. Anyway, uh, Sports Illustrated interviewed me about wow. why my high school sucked at football so bad when I was there. Yeah. And uh, he said, "Why ain't that kind of jacked up?" Though it's like, "Hey, since you was here, and his, why are you his theory so was his theory was was it the racial tension and the racism like, between uh, the fact that they hated each other so much? Is that what made the team good?" I'm uh, like, "No, yeah, <laughs> the racism yeah. motivates racism you guys makes to good win. football teams, right?" <laughs> I was like, I don't think like, that's yeah, what Yeah, well, is. KKK and the Black Panthers should have a basketball <laughs> team together. They would crush they're, it. They would win a championship. Yeah, but that was what the Sports Illustrated guy was. And so I said, like, oh, no. I said, all the players. I said, oh, I should have said this. I was pissed because I didn't get an audition for that movie. And I should have uh, been, yeah. been the Ryan Gosling part, the safety. Oh. Anyway. That would have been dumb. Or even Sunshine. But I didn't. Sunshine. Anyway, so I said, I said, well, I said they were all, everyone on the team was a drug dealer football was the last thing on their minds and it was true and by the way this is me wow. talking shit because three players got sent to prison for uh-huh. uh cocaine handgun possession wow when i was there on my team dang 
So they were all like, you know, they were all like cool yeah, they, young kids, yeah, but there was someone someone who came in there and said, hey guys, we're going to make this. And they got involved in, in, in dealing crack and shit. And I don't know. Wow. So what made you get into comedy then? Um, okay, yeah. That was a, speaking, yeah of, that was speaking of segues. Speaking of segues, exactly. So then I went to, I went to college for engineering. Oh, and um, that's why you're so good, handy with the podcast yeah. stuff and everything. And I cheated, but didn't get caught. <laughs> wow! <laughs> that, by the way, that, that was sar- that was sarcastic because I have no idea what any of this podcast shit is. I'm so uh, I'm just looking at the button still moving. Okay, anyway, so mm. I went to college for engineering, and then uh. I went to graduate school for acting. And oh. when I went, I got out of graduate school for acting because I was going to do theater. That was my big dream to be on a playbill. That would have been dope. The and maybe cracker. get on Law and Order one day. Yeah. Put that in my playbill. You know how you oh. look at a playbill and like, yeah, yeah. look at like, blah, 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 he's been in Law and Order. Yeah. If you're a New York actor and you have been in Law and Order, you basically suck every dick on the planet. Yes. It's, it's like, they, eventually they're like, okay, fine. Um, so that was my big dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just hated being. I hated theater in the sense that uh, every playwright, if you do a new play, if you'd say, "Hey, um, what if we change this line here because this line isn't really working?" Yeah, <laughs> listen, you're an actor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a playwright, <laughs> so your opinion. I mean, literally, they yeah, would say yeah. that. I know um, what makes a good. That's play. cute that you have an opinion, but just <laughs> say my lines. Just do what we told you to do. And that is kind of the theory in New York that, like, the playwrights' words are divinely shut out the asshole of Krishna, and you just catch their drippings because you're a lucky, lowly servant. And yeah. so I, uh, I got sick of it, and I got yeah. fired. I got fired from a play. Wait, would you? So you were getting paid then? Yeah. I was doing Broadway. I was doing off Broadway. Wow, I was killing it! You're like really dope. So, so what are some of the plays where you in? Well, so many of them that you don't yeah, know. Yeah, just name. First of all, it's a play. It's yeah. not a musical. Does anyone know the name of a play? Yeah, of course. Name a play. Raising in the Sun. Okay, a non-black play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't say fences. <laughs> fences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, I did a play like the I did Lion King. The only play that I did that is sort of was a new play that kind of got like a was a play called Lombardi, which is about Vince Lombardi. Yeah, it's basically like the birth of the NFL and so Dan Loria and Jesus mm-hmm. Light and. Chris Sullivan, who's in This Is Us, and Rob Riley, who's yeah. in Dynasty, and that's right, they all have huge careers. Anyway, so um, yeah, and you were in a play with them, right? Yeah, and then Tom McHale, who directed Hamilton. But I'm yeah. still, I'm here. Yeah, I'm doing exactly. a podcast. Exactly. And what are they doing now? Yeah, what what is Tom McHale doing? Oh, he has a new series on FX. Oh, okay. Chris Sullivan's on This. Judith Leigh has two series, and Dan Gloria yeah. series. But do they have a podcast? But do though? they have a podcast, motherfucker? No. Yes, exactly. Okay. Do they have an outdoor sectional in an exactly undisclosed, undisclosed location? Yeah. Don't tell them I have a heater. I don't oh, want people to get crazy. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so I got fired from the show, mm-hmm. um, which you can Google. Okay. And, uh, I'm doing it now. We've <laughs> <laughs> and then I got drunk and I went up on stage. And unlike you who got laughs, I got zero laughs. When I did my first wow, open mic. are you serious? Like literally zero. I mean, I might have gotten a titter from someone when I did. I did like a, a funny move. Because <laughs> like you know, I didn't have. You know, yeah. you use your brain. How much time did you do? It was a solid forty-five minutes. You no, did- I, it was, no, it was like three minutes. You know. Oh, okay. I was but, say what? But my foray into comedy was I. I and, and I people are like, what are you 
pe- like people say like, oh, you're just a clown. I'm like, yeah, I wanted to be yeah, a clown. Yeah, that's exactly. Literally, yeah. I wanted not like a class clown. I wanted to be like, arr, 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 like oh, you want to be nose. a clown clown. I, I want. I almost want to clown. You college. want to be a, the it clown. <laughs> except with, <laughs> except without the rapey, murdery, pedophile vibe. Anyway, yeah, I wanted to go to clown. Co- There's a place or called Wayne Gates Gatesy clown. <laughs> yeah, Jacques Lecoq in France. I was going to go there for clown college. Because they have a clown college. They have a clown college. There's some Are serious. There's some around? serious white people shit going on that a you don't know about. Clown college. Yes. So they, <laughs> when you're trust fund baby, I wasn't. You go to clown college. <laughs> Papa, I want to go to clown college. <laughs> so I. What are they teaching people here though? Like, what are they teaching in a clown college? Have, have you like, have you ever slipped on a banana peel? No. Uh, it's not as easy as it looks. Oh, so you have to go to college to learn. <laughs> So By your third year, <laughs> I had to go to college. You like okay. okay? He passed. Let's he be honest. If you're a guy going He's to clown natural. college, all you're thinking is like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bang some hot female clowns. That's well, all you're hot thinking. female clowns. Well, you don't, don't know. know what they look like. They got all that stuff on and everything. <laughs> is it hot? <laughs> well, I never seen a hot. Fe- I never wanted to bang a, a female clown. Like, oh my gosh, I would go to clown college just to bang her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a pretty. Okay, that's a yeah, bad. Yeah, that, all right, you're right. You're right. No, I, I never, I never, I don't know what you would talk like. Okay, I want, I want, I was in college. Okay, I was an engineer. Exactly, start from the beginning. Because yeah, I want to go clap before acting. Anyway, so uh-huh. I, okay. but so Charlie Chaplin, and Buster Keaton were my were my influences. Charlie and, Chaplin. Yes. So you were. Did you did went to T G Williams in seventy one and Charlie Chaplin? Yo, I wasn't a contemporary with Charlie Chaplin. I saw videos of him. Okay, VHS. So I am Charlie, dating myself a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, and like, Buster he's King. my hero. Like, wow. Not my not my hero, <laughs> but he I just liked I like physical comedy and slapstick. Right? Okay, so Charlie Chaplin then. <laughs> what about the dude? <laughs> Charlie Chaplin? Charlie Chaplin's the fucking shit. Yeah, in the 20s. Yeah, but some things yeah, are timeless. Yeah, you're like, okay. All right, my point is this. What about Bing, the dude Bing or... Bing? Uh, the, the search engine? Bing. No, you know Bing. The movie Bean. Bean. Oh, Bean. Yeah, 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 I love shit like that. Yeah, or the dude that was like over in London, the uh, the big dude or whatever. I forgot his name. <laughs> the big dude. It's yeah. a lot of like yeah, slapstick. Like, exactly. The Ernest. Big, okay, Jim Carrey, you know, stuff like okay, that. Okay, thank you. Say something. Yeah. You said so when I, but I'm just saying what got me. The, in, so, okay, I got you. And then Charlie people Chaplin. like people like Dan Cook, who who is very much a physical comic. In he beginning. is a very physical comic. Yeah. And I was like, oh wow, you can do you can go on stage and just be a be a fucking asshole and jump around and do the yeah. worm and yeah, and then you'll be famous. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was just like <laughs> I was talking about ex- artistic self expression. Okay. So uh, so then I started doing co- and I bombed horribly, and then I was like, I don't like the feeling of bombing. But it also wasn't. I'm about that to say bad. Who, who who says like, oh yeah, bombing. But I will say good. this: people go, people people won't do stand up because they think if I go on stage and I bomb, mm-hmm. I'm going to slip my wrist in the bathtub later. But when you do no, bomb, yeah, it's not it's, that bad. It's not that bad. It's just, I mean, I mean, you have more experience <laughs> than me. But what what is hey, your? Of course, I have a whole lot of experience. At it. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. But I also didn't want to do it any bomb again. So I came up with like, you know, in the beginning you have like three. I had like three bits 
mm-hmm. and I just ran them. I just changed the order of these three bits. Yeah, that's in the beginning. I think I only had like one or two jokes or whatever, and like I mean, everybody. What was your first joke? My first joke. Uh, here it go. I think. See how they go. How they go. Oh, my wife. No, my girlfriend. I said my girlfriend is mad at me. She always mad at me. She said uh, she tried on this dress. She said, "Does this dress make me look fat?" I was like, "No, your fat make you look fat." <laughs> and I said, uh, "She said she's going to leave me." And I said, "I don't care. You can leave." Uh, what I do now, I got women coming at me left and right. And she's like, "Would you some kind of pimp or something?" I said, "No, I'm a crossing guard." Uh, so that was, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, it was like oh, okay. That was like my first little. Little yeah. bits or whatnot, and that's how I used to come on. I used to come on stage. I used to say, uh, "I feel kind of nervous with the spotlight on me because I'm not used to having the spotlight on me without the siren." Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the helicopter flying over my head. So yeah, that's I good. To, I used to have a little bit of. Uh, yeah, you, you came out the gate with some. I good came jokes. out the gate with some jokes. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be on a podcast one day in a <laughs> backyard somewhere and <laughs> co-hosting. Uh. I was just so, I don't know, I think everything I did was just some either physical comedy or some character. Uh, you know, obviously I was doing the shit where I was putting on a Chinese accent humping a stool, which is like every hacky, like, white comic. Going, oh, so what? oh, I'm a Chinese. Oh, I'm home. <laughs> By the way, still funny. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> So what was your first bit that actually was like hidden where you was like, this is gold right here? Oh, God, so bad. But I want but sometimes I'm like, I'm going to do this bit again. The bit was about, <laughs> the bit was about how to get a girl to blow you who doesn't want to blow you. By the oh, way, okay. anti hashtag me too, right? The yeah, worst yeah. political yeah, statement. Be, hey, you know when a girl won't of, blow uh, you, but you want to blow you? You know what I'm talking about, guys. You know what to do. You go to um, talk to Harvey Weinstein or Cosby, <laughs> but it was a whole physical bit where I was like, "Okay, first here's what here are the steps." Mm-hmm. And it's like you're making out, and I'm doing the whole thing. I said, first thing I do, you got to get her, you got to get under the chin. I'd put the chin, mm-hmm. and then do like a little chin noogie, and then like do like body rolls. I had this yeah. whole like physical yeah. thing to get her uh-huh. down to the crotch. Yeah, uh, and it was just really silly and really stupid, but it got fucking laughs. That's a lot. A lot of people like. A lot of people like sexual humor, and that can actually that that's funny because you can imagine a dude actually trying to do that, especially like in a, in a oh like a yeah TV show. I think it was like oh that. you got to start off you have to have a yawn when you big yawn get her under the chin get her under the chin just, <laughs> yeah, just rub just, it in oh, just, yeah I think that's actually a pretty good bit I mean that's that's funny I'm doing it tonight at the midnight show at the Laugh Factory oh Let me just say that. yeah you definitely so. Anyway, yeah, so we uh, we have a lot of comics we're going to talk to tonight, so I think we should, uh, I think it was a good introduction. We got to know each other a little bit and yeah, introduce I got to ourselves. Know you a little better. So let's take a little break, and here's a word from our sponsors. We don't have a sponsor. <laughs> it's the After Laugh, After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh, After Laugh, After Laugh. <laughs> after Laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. 